Hello and welcome to Weep Spawn, where we talk about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We are by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host, Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello, Bobby. Glad to be doing another episode. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Balloon's Tower Defense series. So, Balloon's Tower Defense is also known as Balloon's TD. It's a series of tower defense games under the Balloon series, created and produced by Ninja Kiwi. The game was initially developed as a browser game built upon the Adobe Flash platform, and it was released in the mid-2007 time frame. Later games in the series expanded to support various platforms such as mobile, Android, iOS, and and Windows phones, as well as PlayStation Portable, the PSP, and the Nintendo DSi. There are currently six released number of games in the Balloons Tower Defense series, apart from various add-on packs and spin-offs, such as Balloons Tower Defense uh, 4 Expansion and Balloons Monkey City. Balloons Tower Defense 2 was released soon after in the late 2007 time period time frame balloons tower defense 3 was released on september 5th of 2008 just months after the release of the second game balloons tower defense 4 was released on october 26th of 2009 as a uh, online freemium game with a proprietary ios version released on december 7th of 2010 it was developed in conjunction with digital goldfish the original Flash and Freemium Balloons Tower Defense 5 was released on December 13th, 2011, and the proprietary version of 5 was released on iOS a year later, approximately a year later. And this was for phones and iPods. But they, they started to improve the graphics a lot and add additional upgrades, towers, tracks, and balloon types. And this was... Approximately two years after it was released on Steam. And then finally, the newest release was Balloons Tower Defense 6, and it was released on June 14th of 2018. That was a lot to talk about, but hopefully you guys uh, got all that. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be kind of a, a theme throughout the thing, just because of all the new add-ons and everything built upon it, because... This game, unlike, well, I shouldn't say unlike some games, but actually kept almost everything from the original state and just would add on new things later on from, based on from the original game to the six. Obviously, there have been some tweaks and fixes with various towers, but we'll get into a little more of that. So if you've never played a balloons game, in the game, the player attempts to prevent balloons and if you ever wondered why it's spelled, it's spelled differently, B-L-O-O-N-S, for some reason, I don't know. They, It's just because of the game. Who knows? Anyways, you had to prevent the balloons from reaching the end of a set course by placing towers or road items along the way that can pop the balloons in a variety of ways. Typically, by using the power of monkeys... Some towers can stall the balloons and give the other towers more time to pop them by freezing and gluing the balloons. And 
Money is gained by popping the balloons, completing levels, and collecting bananas from existing farms, which can be sent on new towers or upgrades for existing ones, or temporary items such as exploding pineapples and road spikes. Which, we'll get into a little more about those earlier, so I don't want to spoil anything yet. There are two classes of balloons in the game. Regular, which... Regular balloons, which are the like kind of like unnamed ones, which are the various like rainbow colored balloons, and Moab class. As a balloons tower defense six, the regular balloons consist going from weakest to strongest: red, blue, green, yellow, pink, black, white, lead, zebra, rainbow, purple, and ceramic balloons. The Moab class balloons are in the shape of a blimp and consists of the Moab massive ordinary air blimp, the BFB, brutal flying behemoth, the DDT, dark dirigible titan, the Zomega, zeppelin of muddy gargantuousness, and the bad, big airship, airship of doom. Tougher variants of most balloon types contain a number of specified weaker ones. In later versions of the games, regular balloons possess sometimes special characteristics such as camo, which most towers can't detect, regrowth, the ability for balloons to slowly grow back to the original size, and fortified, which doubles the health of the toughest balloons, and some that resist certain tower types. With each level, the intensity of balloon waves proportionately increases, basically saying that as like any game round one is like level one and like round 100 is level 100 so it just progressively gets harder with each wave so i actually didn't know the acronyms that you listed out like the moab acronym i always thought that was like mother of all balloons and bfb was big fucking balloon Okay, so I'm glad you said that because I also thought BFB was big fucking balloon. I don't know if it's like if that's just coined from like the community as that. Yeah, I don't but know. But I didn't know that. The only one I actually knew was the Zed, the Zeppelin of Mighty Gargantua. Well, I, I thought it was uh, I knew Zeppelin of Mighty, and I thought it was just like giant. I didn't know Gargantuan. And I may have known the bad, the big airship of Doom, because I, I may have said it the first time you meet it, but the only one I actually knew the actual acronym was uh, the Zed Omega, because I thought BFB was a big fucking balloon, too. Yeah, so it's it's probably, yeah, these are probably coined phrases by the community, and then the ones you said are actually the correct definitions. I just love how, like, in the community as well, no one calls it Z Omega. They call it Z Omega. Because what is it? It's I know Australian calls Z Z. A lot of European countries, like and yeah. specifically the UK. Like it's Which just is it's why just a Australia thing. Australia does it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah. Like the European countries that have language like English as second language or something, they'll say Z just because of lo- locality. But then we come across the pond and we're just like, it's Z, <laughs> which I like Z better. Z is, it's just kind of feels like it doesn't roll off the tongue quite as easy, you know? It doesn't, but I can't say Z Omega, I think, because I'm, I'm so used to saying Z Omega, because mm-hmm. like, 
even people I watch that play like stream this always call it Zed Omega. So that's something. That's the one instance where I'll say Zed instead of Z. Makes sense. Plus, like it kind of just feels like its name rather than because uh, you say Omega afterwards. So or right, you said Zed Omega. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So saying Omega after it just kind of makes it feel like it's a name rather than your an acronym. So that's probably helps with the pronunciation. But anyway, we're not here to talk about mnemonics and uh, <laughs> uh, language. We're here to talk about balloons, which is spelt incorrectly, like you mentioned, which is so weird. So you start out the game and around with some in-game currency, and you have to select different monkeys or towers to defend against waves of incoming balloons. And there was only one map in the beginning, like in the, the very first game, one difficulty, but they did have different towers and different attack capabilities. So added a little bit of uh, interest into the game. At the current stage of the game, or at that current stage of the game, there were only the Dark Tower, Tack Tower, Ice Tower, Bomb Tower, and the Super Monkey, each having two upgrades. Once they had regular balloons, or once once you got going, they had... um. Regular balloons that would come for you, like the red, blue, green, yellow, and black, which the black was actually immune to explosions. And then the final balloon, which was the strongest, was white, which was immune to freeze. And I believe, I don't know, I think I've read in the first one that is how they had it, but I think literally in the next game, black and white are basically the same thing. They they just are immune to different things, like the explosions and white but they end up being like the same strength but going a little bit into the towers the dark tower was and it's still the cheapest tower in the balloon tower defense series as the name suggests it can only throw a single dart but that can change depending on the upgrades on later versions and it can pop one layer at a time this is kind of like your bread and butter this is what like you would use for the majority of your time the tack tower will shoot eight tacks in the omnidirectional pattern you pretty much wanted to use those at certain choke points so it was easy to pop groups of balloons because that's something like the dark tower would struggle against because it's better at single target then you had the ice tower which could temporarily freeze the balloons in a certain radius but you have to be careful when placing this because there were only very few towers, especially in the first game, which actually only had one tower that could actually pop frozen balloons. So depending on where you put it, could mess up your whole like setup. Then we had the bomb towers, or and also like previously stated, the ice towers couldn't deal damage to the white balloons. Then we have the bomb towers which couldn't destroy the black balloons. And these were a more slow fire rate, but high damage. It would launch a bomb at the balloons, go figure the senses name, and the explosion would help pop others. So it was kind of like an AOE version of an attack. But like I said, they can't pop black, so you have to make sure you just accordingly. Lastly, we had the super monkey, which threw darts incredibly fast popping balloons with ease however this is the only tower that had only one upgrade that being right away wide range so it just made the range capability longer or bigger the radius and it still could not pop 
frozen balloons. Yeah, so those those frozen balloons were a, a little tricky. The second defense game, so Balloons Tower Defense 2, like any game with the next installment, brought upon new changes to the existing game that included towers, upgrades, balloon types, and new tracks, which is great because it kind of gets boring playing the same track over and over again. To start off the series is the first installment of the series that rewards the player with medals for completing a level. Think of it like achievements back in the day. Along with that, they also added some new enemies such as lead balloons and rainbow balloons. The lead balloons are immune to sharp objects, and the rainbow balloons has taken over as the strongest balloon, moving at a speed of a white balloon, but upon being popped, it will release two blacks and two whites. The new tower being added was also called the Boomerang, and a new upgrade to the Super Monkey was Laser Vision. Both of these are actually still in the game today, and so are the balloons, actually. So these changes actually stuck pretty well. And lastly, they added road spikes and glue, which can be placed on the track itself, which the road spikes at that current level are actually still in the game today. It's a very popular one i think like i really like road spikes but i don't think you can just put glue in the tracks anymore i don't know how long that one lasted for technically both road spikes and glue are in the game but they require you to spend in-game currency to buy Mm. them gotcha but a lot of the in-game like they're really cheap they're like i think they're like 10 or 15 bucks which you can get by just beating, I believe, either an easy or a map on either easy or medium difficulty, and you get the money. So it's not like that hard to get. But also to note, during the Bloons Tower Defense 1 and 2, there was a popular glitch going around that the players could buy a tax shooter, then keep pressing tab on the keyboard until you reach faster shooting, then keep pressing the space bar at least four times, or hold enter, and the tax shower will shoot at hypersonic speed. <laughs> Another glitch was, I never used that because like, I don't think I started playing at least until three, so I never actually knew this glitch. Yeah, I didn't know this glitch was a thing. I definitely would have utilized it if I did know it was a thing. Because oh, back in the time, I was a cheating little kid who would take every advantage I could get on a video game. <laughs> Another glitch was using hotkeys and being able to place towers actually on the track itself. Road spikes. Uh, so that one I actually did use because, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't really patch it in four. And there was a time where, like, I'm sure there's, like, videos of it, too. You would have your whole, like, map filled out if you actually... This was when... If you wanted to get to, like, round 200 and stuff, that you could have your road spikes, and it will show, like, a green circle that you can place on the track. And if you hotkey to a different tower and clicked at, like, the exact same time, it would cause your tower to actually be placed on the track. And the balloons would still go through it, but obviously you'd have more space now to use it. Interesting. 
And so, as we mentioned, some of the new things, road spikes, is just as you say, it's a pile of spikes that will pop balloons when it comes, except for lead, until the pile is gone. I think the pile usually consists of like 10 to 15, so like 10 to 15 balloons could go before it would disappear. Glue coats the balloons and glue, causing them to go much slower, so your towers have an easier time to shoot. And the boomerang, as the name itself throws a boomerang sort of in a like semi-circle pattern and it was like the first tower that didn't have a kind of like straight well I guess if you count the tack towers and omnidirectional but the either way that the nail still went like straight even like in that omnidirectional pattern this was like the first one that didn't go straight so depending on how you use it you could get the most benefit on the track like especially like during a curve and then the laser vision is just like an upgrade that made it, I think it could pop two layers instead of one layer at a time. So it just basically became stronger. Yeah, around this time, I didn't care about like the glue upgrades at all or the the floor layout of glue because, I mean, it slowed them down. But at the time, I'm just like, if it's not popping a balloon it's not effective. So I would just like totally not use glue at all and just use road spikes because if the balloon's not gone, I don't want to use it. Yeah, I was about to say, I I didn't use the the glue on the tower or uh, track either. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed like something that was like just didn't, wasn't effective to me. But obviously if I played now, I would use it because it can be very important if you need to get a bunch to slow down just so you can at least attack them moving on to balloons three they gave you four new tracks that you were able to unlock right away and then four that you needed to unlock by beating each map either on their easy medium or hard difficulty this is also where you say the first ability came into play as the super monkey storm ability and it was unlocked when you upgrade the monkey beacon Along with new maps and towers, they added a new road item called the pineapple. It was, it's basically this bomb that you place on the track, similar to the glue and the road spikes. Whereas after a few seconds delay, it would create this large explosion and destroy any bombs or any balloons in the vicinity. Last thing that was implemented was the new balloon called the ceramic balloon, which was just a rainbow balloon that was encased in a ceramic shell and after a lot of damage to it the shell would break and release the balloons that pineapple became a very staple in a lot of people's gameplay because i believe up until now there was no possible way you could do a like dart monkey only type game or whatever because you had to have a bomb tower to pop leads because that was literally the only way you could pop them but that changed now with the pineapple like you said has like a three second delay and then it would explode so you could theoretically get by if you didn't have a bomb tower by using a few of these pineapples but yeah so not much really changed besides like you said the additional maps towers and road items and balloons that seem to happen every game. And like you said, the ceramic was a rainbow balloon casing ceramic. So you had to pop through that casing and then you got through the rainbow balloons. I always hated those stupid ass ceramic balloons. 
to even to this day, if anyone has played Balloon's Tower Defense 6, you know what round 63 is, and that is where a lot of people lose. Do you know what round 63 is? It's never something that really affected me, I guess. I don't know round 63. I assume a shit ton of ceramics. I was always more yeah. struggled with, I believe, either round 96 or 98, somewhere between there, where a bunch of those like black blimps DDPs. come through. And they're like camo. 99. Yeah, that always gets 99. me. 99, yep. That one's rough. That, I, be, I believe it's 99. Mm. It's either 98 or 99, but I know, because like 91, I believe you get your first taste, yeah. which is like three. Then like 95, you get like five or six. And then it's 98 or 99 where you get, that's where you get like 10 or 12. And pretty much, if you can beat that, if you have the firepower to beat that, you're the you can beat round one hundred. I think oh, yeah. no. almost round one hundred is one easier, easier than ninety nine. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, we could talk about that a little, little yeah. as we go. Sorry. <laughs> but I feel like this is the version people probably started playing because this was actually available on CoolMathsGames.com. Mm. Yeah, that's... sure that hit some nostalgia yeah. levels for people right there. <laughs> that's for sure. And. I did double check this. This it was also on addicting games, and I'm pretty sure that's where I found it was on addicting games. It could have been cool maths for three, but and maybe addicting games for four. Yeah, mine was. I definitely my interest peaked for this game in cool math because it was the only website available at school. So when we got to the computer lab, just jump on that and just go to town on destroying some balloons. Oh, yeah, and have a competition. Who can get mm-hmm. the farthest? Yep. All right, so we're, we're moving along the list. So right now we got balloons. We're at Balloons Tower Defense 4 now. And this one had a huge overhaul of new things to come. So with this installment, they had a lot of improvements, and one of them being the graphics. The graphics were improved immensely from the previous the previous installment. And not only that, but they added new maps, of course, because that seems to be the running theme. Just give them new maps. They'll keep coming. So they had nine free maps. And yes, I say free because now some of the stuff you're going to have to pay for. They had eight premium maps. that, And it, it, I guess if you're going to keep pumping out games, you might as well start to profit off it at some point because... You need to make money eventually. Can't just get that uh, ad revenue. So they also then added six new towers, which were the Glue Gunner, Monkey Ace, Mortar Tower, Monkey Apprentice, Banana Farm, and the Monkey Buccaneer. There was a new ranking system and a new balloon type, which is, or and a few balloon types. One of them being a little bit infamous if you don't have the the right materials, which is the camo balloon. If you don't come prepared for a camo, it can just fuck up your day. Then they also have the zebra balloon and the BFB, which I thought stood for big fucking balloon. Lastly, they added two challenge modes, the sandbox mode and apocalypse mode. I'm still probably going to call it big fucking balloon. Let's yeah, be real. Me too. <laughs> so... Like always, let's start out with some of those new towers. First, firstly, the glue gunner. 
as you can imagine, shoots out glue that slows down balloons. Except in this version, it did it did not actually slow ceramics, but starting from five, it did. I don't know why it didn't in four. There's a few towers that are like this that like did something in four and then didn't do anything else. It was probably glitch or something. A mess up. I think I think it's just because like ceramics were like the like the hardest mm. balloon because there's like the the bad blimp you can't slow down regardless. Like everything else you can, like the the Z, the BFB, the DDTs, you can slow down with at least like the ice tower, but the bad can't because it's like the strongest. So maybe it's just because they're like, oh, this is the strongest balloon. But then as they kept adding more of the Moab class balloons, they're probably like, yeah, maybe we should help you out a little bit. <laughs> but you can also upgrade it to have corrosive glue, which would slowly melt the balloon. And this is where it became like my favorite tower is I would always put like two balloons at the beginning of the track, use corrosive to help easily destroy like a lot of them that could get through and not to mention if you got like the there was like an upgrade glue soak so it, no matter when you pop it it would stay have the glue so you basically had a damage over time effect on all your balloons coming through next we had the monkey ace and the monkey ace is a plane driven by a monkey that shoots darts in a omnidirectional path and flies in a figure eight form and like the glue gunner, it's special in this version as you can place it anywhere. Yes, you heard me right. Anywhere on the map. However, starting from Bloom Star Defense 5, this is no longer an option because now it comes with a run runway, whereas previously you just placed it in the air. So it didn't matter like if you had towers all over, as long as you had a spot to fit that plane icon, you could just put them willy-nilly anywhere you want in the air but starting from the next version it started to have a runway on the ground so you had to have space hmm what a shame <laughs> um, know, you used to be able to spam monkey aces yeah. once you like filled up the ground you're just like all right monkey ace monkey ace monkey ace and your whole screen would be covered yeah they, that's definitely why they added the runway just so people stopped abusing that system oh 100 <sighs> percent Man, they have to take out the fun of everything. <laughs> so they also had the Mortar Monkey, which is one of the few monkeys that has an infinite attack range because with all the other ones, they had some sort of radius that they just couldn't shoot out of. But instead, you set up an attack spot and the tower will periodically attack that location. It can't pop the black or zebra balloons though yet, even though it is a mortar, which is basically a bomb. For some reason, it just couldn't get through <laughs> bomb-resistant uh, balloons. Just a weird... Not until the next version yes. when it has a specific upgrade. But yeah. now, yes. Just a, a weird feature that they decided to include. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it's pretty strange. Because I I feel like I bought it at some points. Like, oh, this guy's definitely going to be able to get through those. And they just didn't. Okay. So then next up, we have the Monkey Apprentice, or some people just call it the Wizard. This was a very popular tower due to the fact that it's two upgrades lets you summon a tornado and lightning, like a lightning chain attack. 
that balloons that it will follow balloons and um, pop multiples and then the tornado would actually blow them back on the track so it would take away some of their progression which can be very useful in the later rounds the banana farms will become a secondary a secondary source of income from now to future games so you just place those somewhere on the map put them off in a corner and it'll generate you revenue that will let you buy more towers which is really cool i abused the hell out of banana farms i just place a whole bunch i'm getting a bunch of cash and i'm just putting balloon towers everywhere it was a very um, exciting thing because you're just raking in more money and it's just like i can i'm invincible but then you it finds turns out you need a little more strategy than just placing balloons or towers everywhere (laughs) yeah this banana farm just doesn't do anything else besides collect you money so it doesn't attack any balloons so you could put it off in a corner doesn't matter just try not to utilize space that could be better suited for something else and then lastly we have the monkey buccaneer and once again this tower has also changed in the current versions you have the upgraded or the upgrade that's the crow's nest that would give all the towers in its radius camo detection but now it only gives itself camo detection, which kind of sucks and I think defeats the point. Because if you're in a crow's nest, you're going to be calling out like, yo, there's a camo balloon over there. Like, go shoot it. But that's kind of weird to me that they changed that in that way. I think it's literally the only reason why they changed that is the next and in the next installment, there is another water-based tower that basically is a crow's nest so that's probably why they did it but i remember that and i was like oh this is so much easier except as you couldn't tell the monkey buccaneer is like a pirate ship and can only place in water so if you had no water on your map kind of fucked (laughs) yeah so so as you kind of already mentioned one of the new balloon types were the camel balloons which, if you didn't have detection towers, like the Buccaneer, and I think the Beacon as well, which was like primarily the only reason why you'd get a Beacon, if you didn't have any of that, they couldn't hit Camel Balloons, so you were kind of screwed if it went through. And last, next up, you mentioned the Zebra Balloons. So, if you couldn't guess what a Zebra Balloon looks like, it's white and black. Which means now it is immune to both freezing and explosions. So it's one up now of the like power spike of the black and white balloons. Next, we have the new game modes, Sandbox Mode, which gives the player 1 million currency and 100,000 lives. This is not infinite, though. So if you're playing and you lose all 100,000 lives, it's done. You have to like, restart. So it wasn't infinite. You couldn't just like reset your thing. You would actually have to reset the game. So, But this was pretty much like your training ground. So you could test out different towers and strategies. But only once you've reached 26. And quick thing. As we you mentioned earlier, there's a new ranking system. Basically, just think of it as a leveling system for your profile. 
There was not much to do with this. You just needed to raise your rank to unlock more things. It was basically a way to keep you like playing more. So like everything wasn't unlocked right away. You had to play to level up to unlock. Lastly, we had the apocalypse mode where once you hit start, you're right into it. So lastly, we have apocalypse mode where once you hit start, the round starts like immediately. You don't really have time to place towers and it will keep going until you lose. Like there's no break between towers. As soon as you pop the last balloon of that like said round, it would immediately go into this. And this was the main game I used to play in this series. I played a little bit of three, as you like mentioned at like school and stuff. But four is what got me into it, and I would say is the the one I had the second most time played it, only losing to the last installment, Balloons Tower Defense Six. All right. So if you thought Balloons Tower Defense Five or Four had a decent amount of upgrades, Five didn't really slack either. So now maps, there's some maps that have like tunnels and moving parts. So like they, like there, basically there's now more obstacles on maps. So it's not just straightforward, like a, a straight path. So now they could go like under tunnels so you wouldn't be able to hit them or there'd be something moving that would block your like vision. So it's just basically saying there's now obstacles on the tracks. It's gotcha. no longer just an open field. Yeah. So as you said, um, <laughs> There, was, there were lots of tunnels and just moving parts. There were over 50 new tracks on this map, or on this game installation. There, there was uh, the extreme difficulty, the Z, ZOMG, or, Z or Z Omega, as you would call it. There were new towers, such as Sniper, Ninja, uh, the Sub, Spike Factory, and Monkey Beacon uh, changed to the village. So camo now comes out as different balloons. So originally there were a there was a specific camo balloon that was just like a, a greenish camouflage balloon. But now each balloon can have camo applied to it. So it could be a pink balloon and have camo to it, or it could be a yellow and just have camo. So now they were changing the actual abilities of certain balloons. There was also the effect of regrowth added. So if a balloon was a yellow balloon and got popped down to a red one, it would actually start to regrow its layers back to its original uh, layer. And then there were daily challenges, special agents, and missions. Monkey Bunny, which was a different form of currency, as well as special abilities and buildings so they're they were just going all out on this game they were adding so much like so many different components to it you could now make an account with them so probably to save progress i'm assuming was the purpose of that as well as probably if you want to make in-game purchases and then there were two paths and four upgrades for each tower instead of just one so this gave you a lot more options when it came to determining how you wanted your towers to specialize, which was a really cool feature because one tower could give you two completely different types of play styles or at least different methods to a similar play style. So maybe it would give you better attack speed or maybe it would give you better radius. Just kind of depends on what you're looking for for that specific tower. 
And then there was XP that was required to start unlocking tower upgrades. This was kind of an interesting feature because the more you played, the more you got rewarded for that by being able to unlock these upgrades. Then there was a reverse mode added, which was just the same track, but it goes backwards, co-op, and then there was a, just a bunch of other fixes throughout the game. So they, they went to work. They knew what they had. The popularity was there, and they just went for it. This is, I guess you could say, it's kind of like when they got serious. And one quick thing to mention before we talk a little more about 5. Yes, there was an expansion for 4, but it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was like you had to pay for it. And like it just added some new maps and maybe new upgrades. I forget, but it there was an expansion for it, but like not a lot of people do it. And Ninja Kiwi even came out and said they're pretty much the only reason why they made the expansion was people were wanting a new new balloons game while that they were currently making it, but they weren't done yet. So they made the expansion to kind of satisfy their hunger until the fifth one came out. So like always, let's start with those new towers. So the sniper is another one of the few towers that have an infinite attack range. But as you mentioned with the tunnels and moving parts with the tracks on the obstacles now, if something was blocking its field of view vision, it will not attack. So if you place it like right behind a tree, then it won't be able to hit. But other than that, it had infinite attack range. So you generally try to put them off in like a corner to save space and it could attack anywhere throughout the map. Next, we had the ninja, which was the first and... Besides, once we get to Balloon Star Defense 6 with the heroes, if I'm not mistaken, it's the only tower that has built-in camo detection. Meaning, you don't need any sort of upgrade. The ninja, as soon as you place it down, can hit camel balloons. And it's basically, think of it as a upgraded version of the Dark Tower because it throws shurikens and it's pops them easier but and faster than the dark tower but it can see camo as well next as we kind of discussed a little bit earlier is the monkey sub which is another water-based tower and that had the ability to submerge and within its radius give all the towers camo detection and i want to say i uh, i should have double checked this i think Unlike the Buccaneer, that the towers automatically had camo detection, which is different because the towers each have its own radius. So if they were inside the radius of the Monkey Buccaneer, that means their radius could see camo detection. But now with the Monkey Sub, the towers would only be able to see those camos in the Monkey Sub radius. So you'd have to try to place it as best as you can to cover as much track as you can because it didn't give the towers in the radius camel detection only that radius of the sub and then we have the monkey village which is a lot like the beacon but has a little bit more utility now with different upgrade paths to like help you like your balloons attack faster or other kind of like nuances kind of like that and then as you mentioned, the whole new 
camel balloon types. It's no longer just a camel balloon. Now, like, rainbows can be camouflage. Yellows, pinks, whatever can be camouflage. And then regrowth, as you said, if it started out pink, you got to red. But then it hasn't been attacked for a while. It can go back up to pink. So if you let one of these through, instead of, like, losing one life, as it would be red, it could go back to pink and you end up losing, like, six lives. Yeah, those... I never really seem to have an issue with those, but I could definitely see how they could really mess you up if you if you leave them unattended. There's quite a few upgrades that like stop regrowth, and not mm-hmm. to mention if you have like enough burst damage, you're fine. It's typically when like one or two get through, that's usually what like hurts you cuz like I said it will go all the way back. But yeah, regrowth isn't too bad of a problem. My main issue is yeah. Camo. But now if you I have, think that's a lot of people's now if you have camo regrowth. There is camo regrowth. Yeah. And there's camo lead too, which also sucks because your ninja towers Ooh, couldn't do yeah. anything against that. Yeah, that's that's not a good time. Now, what's actually pretty new from this version of the game is the account system, as I mentioned. And there is a little more to it than like just creating a game and saving progress. Now, this is where you get your special agents and your missions. They are able to help you during the game. Some special agents, for instance, is just this. They just give you this vine that grows with each level. And as long as not all the thorns are gone, it will remain. So it kind of adds this little extra to the game that kind of, change it it sort of gives you an objective because if you have this you're not going to want that to go away so you're going to protect it so that's like a cool little feature that just kind of changes how you play a certain map so the missions are basically just daily challenges and they're specific ways to beat a certain track or a difficulty to earn monkey money so yeah they're they're just these little objectives similar to the agents where it just gives you something else to do. And it just it's a nice variance to the game. Because as of right now, the past five games, same exact premise, same exact plot line, if you can even say there is a plot, is you're just destroying balloons. And this one, they just actually just give you a little flair to it. Just to spark that new interest in the game. I don't know, just to give you a different feel. But like I said, you get monkey money from these. And what do you do with monkey money? Well, it's to buy special agents. So it's it goes full circle here. You do special missions to get special agents. It's just an endless vicious cycle. So going back to that account now. So with this, you basically can save your progress because you have those two paths for specific towers. So you have to earn experience, you unlock these paths, and you have upgrades, and basically the account is there to help you keep your progress. So if you want to... So now if you want to upgrade further, you actually have to use this tower for one, and then eventually you'll be able to come back to it and be able to pick up where you left off. So that was also a, a cool feature, I think, is adding the aspect of needing to use the tower in order to unlock it. You gain experience, and then that experience will let you make this tower better, which I don't know why I said it like that, better. 
<laughs> um, but it'll it'll make the tower better, and you can just continue on getting a stronger tower. It's just a really cool way to come full, full circle with getting people to try different strategies. Because I know it worked for me in Bloom's Tower 6 is I, I didn't ever use certain towers, but I wanted to unlock all their paths. So I would just use it, and once I got it fully upgraded, I'd probably never touch the tower again. But it helped me figure out new strategies so I could think like, man, I really can't get past this certain part. What if I start to use this tower instead? It might be a, a new method that just might be easier. So they definitely were learning new ways to change how people played. They were definitely making their game so it has more replayability. Because mm -hmm. like you said, it forces you as a player to use different towers. So you can't just use the same exact strategy over and over or you have to still progress because like as we mentioned earlier the maps now have different difficulties based on like the maps will be shorter or there will be multiple ways the balloons can come from and so if there's like multiple ways the balloons can come from just having dart monkeys isn't going to do much so now you're going to have to use like ice towers to help slow them down so you can defeat them or mortar monkeys so you can micro it and move them as you go so i think it was really good for them to do this because it also kind of helps you grow as a player as learning the like limits of the towers and the different paths on what they could do and like we mentioned a little earlier as you kind of already talked about it they added the reverse mode which surprisingly enough the balloons came from the exit not much to talk about there but what really hit was the co-op mode. So before, this has always been a single-player game, even online, where you played the game. has always been a single-player game. But now with co-op mode, you could play with one other person, and now I believe the money was still split evenly, but now you can have two people playing on the same track. So as they said, two heads are better than one. Yeah, co-op mode was a really cool thing i don't think i ever played it in balloon star defense 5 i always wanted to but i just never got around to it but it i think i really played cool. it like very few times and it was mostly when i think kenny played it or like there was basically when a friend asked me they're like hey do you have balloons 5 because i think this is also i think 5 was the first one that you actually no i don't think you had to pay for 5 did you have to pay for 5 i don't remember i don't think you did you Maybe once it got on Steam and like lost the the browser game, kind of like Don't Starve, he had to pay for it, and I believe it was like five bucks. Um, but I remember you. I thought you had to pay for five. Maybe like once it went on Steam, you had to pay for it. Maybe not right away. Yeah, I'm not sure. I remember you tried getting me to play um, co-op, and actually, I don't think I've ever played co-op yet, even in Bloom Six. So yeah, we have. We've done it at oh, least yeah. once. When you were in town, we did that. I, I remember yeah. that now. <sighs> but anyway, since we're talking about it, we might as well uh, continue to talk about Balloons Tower Defense 6. And this one is the latest installment of the Balloon series. It has a quite a bit of upgrades from its counterpart 5 in terms of experiences and graphics. And like always, there's always plenty of new tracks to this game because you got to keep it fresh with a game like this. The repetitive nature just comes into play. 
and you just got to give them something else in the only way that you really know possible or one of the most effective ways that you know possible. They have new game modes like alternate balloon rounds, magic monkey only, impoppable, double X or double health, moabs, chimps, and half cash. So they added a lot of strategically or strategic based game modes because as some of those might imply there's certain towers that you're allowed to use and certain towers you're not allowed to use and if if you're someone who strictly uses like tower like non-monkey based towers the chimp only rounds would be really difficult and if you're someone who uses darts only the monkey magic would be very difficult so it's definitely something to just make your brain kind of your gears turn a little bit and you uh have to strategize they also added some new towers like the heli pilot which is a helicopter pilot the alchemist druid and now they actually added something called heroes which are really cool and bobby will talk about those in a second but i really like the heroes addition to it they have more achievements profiles that are similar to the account in Bloomstar Defense 5 and they also have custom challenges made by other players and then they balance some changes out well actually the whole balance changes is it's something that's reoccurring so just like if anyone's familiar with like any online competitive game where like there's nerfs and buffs to certain like characters now that's kind of what they do with Bloons Tower Defense 6. So with that being said, I don't think unless something major happens, I don't think there'll never there'll be really another installment of this game. Instead, they'll just keep upgrading it, which I think is perfect because without it going on sale, it's 10 bucks right now. And honestly, you get a lot of value for that 10 bucks compared to comparatively to like other games that are like 20 bucks or 15 that are indie games as well but this you may think it has a lot of repeat value but technically there's really so many different ways you can beat a single map with all the different towers that you won't have the same experience as someone else plays Mm -hmm. so i think for 10 bucks if they keep adding all these balance changes it is definitely worth the money agreed yeah like there are just so I think there are just in total like seven or eight different types of play styles on a map so that alone adds a lot of value to it and I know I like to try to beat every single version of the play style so it it definitely may give has given me a lot of time into this game it's just gotta get that black border what Oh, you probably don't know. The black border is when... Because easy, medium, hard difficulty all had those different game modes in it. Like, easy mode has certain game modes. Medium have certain game modes. And expert or hard has other game modes in them. And once you beat all those and you get the ribbons, you get a black border around your map saying basically what you did. Like you just said, you beat this map on every game mode possible. Mm. I have only one. (laughs) And yeah. I have over 100 hours in this I'm, game. I'm not that good. I just kind of have a strategy, and I try to stick to it. And then when it's not working, I'm like, well, shit, I just might as well give up. 
Yeah, what really kills people is chimps, which if you don't know what it spells, C-H-I-M-P-S, which means no continues, the C, hearts loss, H, income, I, monkey knowledge, M, which we'll get into a little later, powers, P, and selling, S. So each one of those means a certain thing, and that is what makes it very hard for people to complete is chimps is like the ultimate test of your monkey knowledge. Damn. And yeah, I've only beat that once. I've never even attempted it. It it's hard because it's like you know what to do, but you can't have that one slip by while you're trying to like set up. So if you try to put in like oh wait, you can't even use banana farms. So you have to be like very careful with every money uh, as much money as you make per round because you won't get more hmm. well like more than what you like normally get because you have no secondary income like even if a tower gives you income it won't give you income in this mode interesting so like always the new towers the heli pilot is an it's kind of like the monkey ace it's a uh, you still have like a helicopter pad you have to do and my most popular one i always could go through is there's a upgrade called pursuit which will follow the balloons the entire pathway. This is kind of like the other, I guess you could say, tower that has the infinite attack range. But if you don't get Pursuit, you can have it follow your cursor. So there are multiple ways to use this. Next, you have the Alchemist, which primarily is used to help power up your other towers to make them even stronger, have more piercing, have more popping power, more radius, things like that. But you can also use it as in either an attacking tower or a tower that helps get you money. Then you also had the Druid. Now, which kind of took portions of the like wizard in the other game because there's a path you can go that you can get a super tornado that blows all the balloons back. But the wizard also has like a mini tornado, not as powerful as the druid. So it's kind of like they split the wizard monkey into two. They have the wizard monkey now has a lot more different upgrades where the druid is kind of like the old wizard monkey. And as you kind of touched on a little bit earlier, there are now heroes here. Each person can have one specific hero and there are 12 different heroes, if I'm not mistaken, up to this point. And each one has its own set of like abilities and instead of upgrading them, they level up based on when you like complete the level, they will get XP or based on, I think how many balloons pop they had Mm -hmm. and they go from level one to level 20 and with each it's like level three, five, 10 and 20. I believe they get either some major bonus to like their abilities or stuff like that. So you have certain ones like Quincy's you're starting one that uses bone, a bow that can hit multiple, like it's like a chain arrow that can pop like multiple ones. You can have people like commander Churchill, which is like a tank. It's the most expensive hero, but it's great for late game. And like you said, it's a tank, but you can also get a machine gun once he gets to like level 10. So you can pop a lot of balloons, but he is very expensive. So he's hard to get early on. There's just many different heroes. Like there's one called Benjamin that can help you earn extra income per round. So there's different ones that can help you based on different play styles, which is very cool. The different game modes, as we mentioned earlier, alternate balloon rounds, meaning they aren't like your standard ones. So like 
by round, I want to say it's like three or four, you can hit camo, which you normally wouldn't hit until like 18 or 15. So the balloons alternate round is exactly what it says. Alternate balloons will come on different rounds than what you're used to. So you got to be careful. Magic Monkey only now in Bloom Tower Defense 6. The towers are categorized in four different ways. There's primary, which are the dart, tack, boomerang, glue, ice, and bomb. You have military monkey, which is the sniper, the monkey sub, buccaneer, heli pilot, monkey ace, mortar, gatling gun. Then you have the magic, which is the wizard monkey, the druid, the super monkey, the alchemist. I think that's it. I may have been missing one. And then you have support tower, which is the monkey village, the banana farms, the spike factory, and the engineer. Then you have Impoppable, which is just uh, the game on a pretty much like harder difficulty. They, I believe they have extra health. I'm not, I can't remember if they have extra health or you just have less lives. I think you have less lives. I think it's, this is the first game mode you have like one life, but you can still use monkey knowledge. Double HP Moabs. The Moabs have double HP. <laughs> not much to say there. Chimps, I kind of already got Explain it more. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. Well, you see, with each Moab-type balloon, you take their health, (laughs) you multiply it by two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, There you go. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But what's the theory bot? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Chimps, as we kind of go, chimps is balloons in its raw form. Literally, it's just balloons, one life, no mistakes. It's just you, the balloons. Can you win? No. <laughs> half cash. Everything gives you half cash. Again, it's self-explanatory. Even stuff like banana farms will give you half. Abilities give you half. Not much to go into there. <laughs> yeah. Like, they have a lot of game modes. And I, half of them I probably haven't even played yet. But because I haven't, like, there's still a lot of play value, in my eyes at least. It, it does get repetitive because, like, obviously you're doing the same thing. But just the the puzzle aspect of it, you're, like, trying to piece together this puzzle of how to win. I think that's a really fun aspect of it. And it just keeps me coming back for more. I put a lot of, a lot of stupid time into this game just, like, being bored. I think that's why it gets so addicting is because, like, especially once you get so far and then like you lose but then you're like oh what if instead because you realize oh i didn't have enough like moab popping power or i couldn't defeat ceramic so Mm -hmm. it's like oh what if i use this tower now instead and then you're like oh i gotta try this again i'm gonna use this this strategy so that's i think the addicting part that keeps you going yeah it's also so frustrating when you get to like 99 on one of these challenge modes and you lose and it's just like oh son of a bitch like, oh, I, yeah. how did that happen? That sucks. Yeah. Especially if what people may not know if you play this game is once you beat, every time you beat 100 rounds, and I say that because there are some people that go to like round 200, every time you beat 100 rounds, you get what's called an Insta Monkey, which is something new to this version that it will give you, like, it could already have predetermined upgrades. So it could have a 200. Because there's three paths, so it has two upgrades already built in the first one that you can just place on the track at no cost. Hence why they call it Insta Monkey. 
So that's why a lot of people go to round 100 so they can, once they beat it, they are rewarded with that insta monkey. So it, it kind of puts even more like they kick you while you're down and then pour salt on your runes when you lose at round 99 because it's like, oh, so close. Now you don't get to have your insta monkey. Oh, so frustrating. But that's that's life. Um, so with this one, as I mentioned, you create a profile, and just like Balloon Star Defense 5, you need to earn experience for each tower to get their final upgrades. And you earn experience just by using them in the field, and they'll pop balloons and gain gain experience that way. Um, not only does having a profile help, though, like with achievements, you can also get trophies to use in the trophy shop, which is basically like cosmetics in the game. So it's just a fun little addition to the game to make it a little more personalized but don't worry the cosmetics is nothing like other games like fortnite so it's nothing crazy but they do make you want to use the other towers to get their achievements one thing to also note is that there is monkey knowledge so basically on the main screen you can go through and go to monkey knowledge and these are basically like skill points after leveling up so you go to the monkey knowledge page and you can actually spend these points on passive effects or, or passive statuses and like upgrades, I guess. So basically they can be simple, like giving you a 5% discount on all towers to 5% discount to tier three monkeys, or just like give you a free dart monkey in the beginning of a game. It's just simple things that can really help out. Like there's one, I believe that starts you off with 200 extra in-game currency. So you can spend a little more and buy a better tower right away. It's just really cool. Like you can use it to get extra lives that regenerate if you don't lose them after a few rounds. So there's just a lot more intent and motivation to actually level up your account so that you get these little achievements that will help you progress throughout the game i really like it and you can like go through and kind of see what they're going to give you if you buy them so then you can figure out what paths you want to follow to give you the best bang for your buck as quick as you can yeah because there's no set way to go about it there are some upgrades that like any other like any other game that you'll need like Oh, in order to get this upgrade, you have to obviously have the previous upgrade. But like you said, you can look at the paths ahead of time and read what they do. It's not like they're hidden from you. So you can know exactly where you want to do it. If you are new to the game, I highly suggest either looking through primary and getting all the way to the bottom to that free dart monkey. Magic, the final one is the regenerating you get a shield of 25 lives that regenerate i believe the support one is the one that gives you the extra starting cash heroes help the heroes obviously um and then there's a power up one which i don't use because i don't really use powers in this game which is kind of like the special agents in the previous game so there's powers where you can put a glue trap a camel detection trap uh, banana farmer stuff like that and then like i said the instant monkeys i talked about a little earlier is stuff you can earn from daily challenges from achievements stuff like that that can also help you progress as well 
which I think they did a really good job with this because it does make the beginning a little hard, but you level up relatively quickly, so it makes you want to come back. And as you get that more monkey knowledge, as you get all this extra stuff, you can finally start beating more of those expert rounds and stuff like that. But still, that's why they had the whole chimps mode. So even if you use all this stuff, once it comes down to chimps, it really tests your monkey knowledge because it's like, yeah, so basically everything you used to, we're taking all that away. Now you have to beat it how we want you to beat it. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think I could do the chimps mode, honestly. It's hard. Like, I have struggled with just the easy maps. Like, the only one I have chimps on for solo is the very first map, which is, well, no, I think there's a different map called Logs that has been coined the easiest map yeah, because I it's... Yeah, that map. I Yeah, I because it, there's so many cross paths, so it's so much easier. Uh, I probably could beat that one on chimps, but the meadow is the very first map that is the only one i have a black border on all right so my question of the day is going to be what is your favorite tower my favorite tower is the um the wizard i like his fire ability oh the summon phoenix yeah that one is have you ever got the final upgrade the like i think it's like the lava phoenix or I whatever not, i have not so the, once you get that the lava phoenix the fire phoenix is permanently there and then you'll get a lava phoenix as your what? power that is like stronger than the phoenix and it's kind of like a monkey ace where it's a phoenix and it shoots lava balls oh, that's awesome uh, in an omnidirectional path it's pretty sweet that's really cool mine for the longest time was the glue tower I just love the whole dissolve mm -hmm. thing because cool. it melts them. It sucks against Moabs, but I don't know. I like ice now a lot too because ice is like the glue tower. If you go the bottom path with cryo cannon, it freezes them, causes shards so other balloons pop, and then you can actually upgrade it to the fifth tier to like harm Moabs. So it can actually freeze them, so they're really strong. So I oh, like wow. the glue and the ice tower are kind of like tied for my favorite. Wow, so you like more of the, the semi-passive towers. I mean, they're... Yeah, I kind of yeah. like those one. the more of the, uh, I get, yeah. Like the status effect. It's kind of like the, yep. Interesting. Which, of course, they can become offensive with the right upgrades, but, huh, interesting. Yeah, because there's one with the the village middle path called the monkey intelligence bureau mib yes it's a it's a play on of men in black and it gives you it gives all knowledge to towers so they can pop any balloons so now ice towers can pop white and zebra balloons interesting that's man there's so much to the game that i have no idea as a thing then again you have a lot more time put into it due to streaming it all the time <laughs> yeah so that's gonna probably end this episode and i'm gonna sign us off with some facts so the series was retitled from balloons tower defense to balloons td in 2009 due to infringement on the tower defense lost earth trademark 
owned by a company that I wouldn't even know how to pronounce this name, Com to US or Com. That's how I would say Com it. to <laughs> Use. I don't know. There's some weird capitalization in there. I don't even know. So it's very yeah. So trademark issues. So that's why it's Bloom's TD now. If anyone was wondering. In Bloom Tower Defense Two, in the boomerang description, there's a. A typo that says Sonic Boom with three O's in the word boom. So that's kind of weird. And I always, I feel like I saw that before and just ignored it. But maybe I did. I feel like I did too. It's probably because like you just read over like Sonic Boom. Oh, and then you actually look back and like, wait a second, something's wrong. I, I probably always thought they did it for dramatic effect. Like boom. I could see them doing that too because it is like cartoonish. Yeah, very so goofy. I could easily see them doing that. And then lastly, because of the immense difficulty and player complaints of Bloom's Tower Defense 2, uh, Ninja Kiwi decreased the difficulty of Bloom's Tower Defense 3. So it was kind of, they kind of listened to their customers and they're like, listen, this shit is way too difficult. So <laughs> can you please do something about it? And uh, yeah, so that's the last fact that I have. So I also have one fact for you guys. And it is that Ninja Kiwi has been acquired by the Swedish MTG group Modern Times Group. And so they are now no longer the like only owner of this game. And they were bought out for $186 million. That's a pretty penny for a game about balloons really is yeah so if you want any updates on our episodes feel free to follow us at on facebook instagram and twitter at weebspawn and if you want to contact us email us at weebspawn at gmail.com and i've been your host bobby and i'm joshua and we'll see you guys next time when we weebspawn spawn.